2: Just visit audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
1: Breaking news tragedy in Texas. An elementary school shooting leaves at least 14 students and a teacher dead, even more injured. Tonight, the latest details a gunman opens fire on second third and fourth graders the horrifying latest about what happened inside a school in uvalde texas plus the investigation the fbi atf on the scene trying to piece it all together tonight what we're learning about yet another mass shooting in america anguish in the nation's capital the senator who represented sandy hook elementary school where 20 kids were killed his desperate pleas. But I'm here on this floor
3: to beg, work with us to find a
1: way to pass laws that make this less likely. Plus, President Biden set to address the country. That and tonight's other top headlines.
4: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the
0: nation's capital
1: good evening and thank you for joining us I'm John Dickerson in Fernora. tonight another mass shooting in America this time at an elementary school where at least 14 children and a teacher were killed on the brink of summer vacation lives in the small town of Ubalde Texas have changed forever this is the deadliest school shooting since the Stoneman Douglas high school shooting in Parkland Florida in 2018 Police said the shooting happened at 11.32 a.m. local time at Robb Elementary School in South Texas. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said the gunman entered the school with a handgun and possibly a rifle and was likely shot by a responding officer. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are involved in the investigation. Flags have been lowered to have staff at the White House, and the White House says the president will address the nation at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. We have a whole lot to get to tonight, and CBS's Carter Evans will start us off. Good evening, Carter
4: good evening john cbs news can now confirm that shooter not only had a handgun but he had an assault rifle with him during this attack now witnesses describe a chaotic scene after the shooting started of course you've got authorities responding with guns drawn but also parents and relatives they're describing scenes of people pulling second third and fourth graders from classroom windows to escape the terror inside
3: he shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, uh, 14 students, uh, and killed a teacher.
4: It was just before noon when police say the gunman walked into Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and started shooting.
3: The shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, uh, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. Uh, it's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into uh, the Robb Elementary School in New Valley w- with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle, but that is not yet confirmed.
4: Governor Greg Abbott says he was a senior at a nearby high school and he shot his grandmother before entering the elementary school. Within minutes, heavily armed police rushed to the scene and confronted the shooter.
3: Mr. Uh, Romus, the shooter, uh, he, is, he, uh, he himself uh, is deceased.
4: 13 children were transported to the hospital for treatment. Witnesses say frantic parents rushed to the school. All of the schools in the area were locked down because of the gunshots. This school has children that are in second, third, and fourth grade. CBS News has also learned that multiple Customs and Border Patrol agents responded to the school shooting, and one agent was shot in the head. He's at a local hospital receiving medical treatment and remains in stable condition.
3: Uh, we do want to keep all their families in their prayers. I hope you do as well. And we also want to respect
4: the privacy of the family. This shooting comes a little over a week after 10 people were killed in a mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket. Police in Uvalde say the motive is unknown at this time. The investigation is underway. The suspect uh, did act alone uh, during this hyena's crime. Now, to give you an idea of where this is in Texas, uh, Rob Elementary is about 80 miles west of San Antonio, and this was the last week of school. The last day of school was supposed to be Thursday. This is supposed to be a fun time for elementary school kids looking forward to kicking off the summer. Instead, this last week of school will be burned into their
1: memories for all the wrong reasons. John. Carter Evans with the latest. President Biden will address the nation from the White House tonight. It's the second time in less than two weeks that the president will have to speak about a massacre. CBS's Nicole Killian joins us now. Nicole, what can you tell us?
5: Well, John, President Biden is just returning from a trip to Asia and plans to address the nation tonight. The White House says he was briefed aboard Air Force One about the Texas shooting. The vice president has been briefed as well. But this really marks a tragic bookend to his trip overseas. You'll recall just before he left, he went to Buffalo to comfort families there after 10 people were gunned down in a mass shooting. He acknowledged at that time how difficult gun reform Will be, but said that he won't give up. Again, we will hear from the president tonight from the Roosevelt Room. Flags here at the White House have been lowered to half staff. John.
1: Nicole Killian, thank you. Today's deadly mass shooting is just the latest in what has sadly become a common occurrence in the United States. It's a crisis and trajectory detailed earlier this week in a newly released FBI report. CBS's Scott McFarlane has been speaking with Justice Department officials this week.
6: Even before the horrors of Uvalde, Texas and Buffalo just 10 days ago, the arrows were pointing in an alarming direction. 61 active shooter incidents in 2021. That's twice as many as in 2017. And it's even a spike from just the year before. The shooting incidents took place in 30 states last year, six in California and five each in Georgia and Texas. The total number shot 243, including 103 killed.
3: Our heart is breaking for these families. Every ounce of love and thoughts and prayers we can send, we are sending. But I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues. Find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely.
6: When it comes to shootings in schools, the group Every Town for Gun Safety, which formed after the Sandy Hook tragedy in 2012, reports in 2022 there were at least 77 overall incidents of gunfire on school grounds. And before today, 14 deaths in or near schools this year, a total that more than doubled this afternoon. The FBI Director, Christopher Wray, is set to testify tomorrow before the U.S. Senate. He was already expected to be asked about the federal response to mass shootings and to gun crimes in America. John. Brutal
1: tally. Thank you, Scott. We turn now, and let's take a breath, we turn now to today's other top stories. The FBI says it has foiled an ISIS plot to assassinate former President George W. Bush. The Justice Department has charged an Iraqi citizen living in Ohio with aiding and abetting the plot by planning to smuggle four ISIS operatives into the country to kill the former president. CBS's Catherine Herridge has more
5: of one man. Prosecutors say the plan the to kill Mr. Bush was unjust. an ISIS-inspired plot in retaliation for the U.S. invasion of Iraq, which the former president ordered. According to a search warrant obtained by CBS News, Shahab Ahmed Shahab, accompanied by an FBI informant, recently traveled to President Bush's home in Dallas, Texas, and took two passes by the front access gate to record videos. They did the same outside the George W. Bush Institute also in Dallas. Shahab allegedly planned to send the videos to former Iraqi security experts for advice on how to kill Mr. Bush. While the FBI was watching, an FBI informant even showed Shahab possible weapons and a border patrol uniform to possibly use in the attack.
7: The threat from international terrorism is alive and well. Uh, ISIS has not gone away. These types of threats are very real.
5: Prosecutors say Shahab, who claimed to have connections at the highest levels of ISIS, wanted to kill Mr. Bush because he broke up the country with many Iraqis dying. Shahab, who was living in Columbus, Ohio, was being investigated for smuggling people across the Mexican border and into the United States. At some point, court papers say he wanted to bring for Iraqi operatives in to support the assassination, men who should be prepared to die. Ohio Senator Rob Portman.
1: And they were going to choose to come across the Mexican border because that was the easier way to get access to our country. We've got to deal with this issue.
5: And the court records allege an Iraqi general who supported U.S. operations was the suspect's second target. Separately, a spokesman for President Bush said he has all the confidence in the world in the Secret Service law enforcement and intelligence communities. John.
1: Catherine Arridge, great reporting. Thank you. Now to the ongoing baby formula shortage. A second Air Force cargo plane loaded with formula from Germany is expected to arrive in Virginia tomorrow and will be greeted by First Lady Jill Biden and the Surgeon General. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver.
8: All eyes are on this Nestle distribution center near Allentown, Pennsylvania, where the second emergency shipment of baby formula will be sent after arriving at Washington Dulles Airport. 114 pallets of hypoallergenic formula for infants will be sorted for delivery to hospitals, families in need, and retailers nationwide as soon as this weekend. In an effort to get them there faster, the federal government has waived drive time requirements for truckers transporting vital baby formula ingredients and packaging. Meantime, the Fed's slow response to safety concerns at the country's largest formula-making plant is coming under fire. The first bacterial infection possibly linked to Abbott's formula was reported in September. A whistleblower report followed in October, but the FDA did not inspect the company's Michigan plant until January 31st. Abbott voluntarily shut it down in February. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra says the FDA's authority is limited.
0: It is crazy to believe that in the 21st century, we don't have the authority to really get the industry, a very consolidated industry, to tell us what things are looking like inside. If they're not policing themselves, then we have to do more to make sure we are doing the right thing for parents who need that supply
8: parents like Heather Hughes of Leesburg, Virginia. Her 11-year-old daughter Reagan suffers from two rare gastrointestinal diseases and depends on a special formula to keep her alive. The government didn't take action until May. How does that sit with you?
5: I am disappointed. They're just like too bad, too sad, and they didn't do anything about it.
8: Trucks will start rolling into this distribution center about four hours after the plane lands in Dallas tomorrow. This latest shipment is the equivalent of about a million eight ounce bottles of formula. John.
1: Meg Oliver, thank you, Meg. Now to the election and primary day as voters in five states head to the polls. Today's races are not just about the candidates, but also about how much sway former President Donald Trump still holds over the Republican party. That's especially true in Georgia, where CBS's Ed O'Keefe is watching the results. Voters turned out today across the state of Georgia. The most high-profile race, the Republican
3: primary for governor, pitting the current office holder, Brian Kemp, against former Senator David Perdue, who's backed by former President Donald Trump. Kemp got out of state support of his own from former Vice President Mike Pence, who's openly defying his former boss. And when you say yes, to Governor Brian Kemp tomorrow, you will send a deafening message all across America that the Republican Party is the party of the future. Trump called into a rally for Purdue. Get out and vote for David Perdue. You will not be disappointed. The former president still fuming over Kemp's refusal to change the results of Georgia's 2020 election. Brian Kemp is a turncoat. He's a coward and he's a complete and total disaster. Kemp's defiance of Trump upset some voters we spoke to. I will not vote for Brian Kemp under any circumstances. But impresses others.
4: We want a strong conservative leader here for Georgia, and Brian Kemp is the best person for that.
3: Purdue has repeatedly touted Trump's lies about a stolen election and trails badly in the polls. He stirred controversy Monday night, slamming likely Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams for criticizing Georgia's poor rankings in maternal mortality and incarceration rates. She said just this week, weekend, you know, she, it's the worst state in the country in which to live. She's not from here. I, you know, my inclination is saying, well, look, you don't like it. Go back to where you came from. Today, Abrams, who's lived in the state since high school, responded.
5: I have listened to Republicans for the last six months attack me, but they've done nothing to attack the challenges facing Georgia.
3: One of former President Trump's preferred candidates who is expected to win tonight is Herschel Walker, the college and NFL star expected to end up in an expensive contest for the fight of Senate control against Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. Yes, sir.
1: John. Ed O'Keefe in Atlanta, of course. Thanks, Ed. There is now breaking news from the Korean Peninsula. U.S. and South Korean military officials say North Korea fired three ballistic missiles today. The North has conducted at least 20 other missile tests so far this year, launching at least one that was capable of delivering a nuclear warhead to the continental United States. These latest missiles were fired just hours after President Biden wrapped up a trip to Asia where he urged leaders to do more to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia. The war in Ukraine has been raging for three months now. And today, a CBS News crew came dangerously close to the fighting. Here's CBS's MTS Tayyab.
7: It's only a handful of farmhouses and fields, but Russia has been targeting this village ruthlessly. Major Sergei and his soldiers have been defending it for weeks, but have recently changed tactics. This is now an offensive. You're targeting Russian forces. Yeah, we forces. are
8: targeting every day, because we exactly, we need to do this. We have, have to pretty do much, this. Yeah, we have to do this, must. Yeah.
7: The Russian forces aren't backing down. We just had some incoming. <laughs> Russian shelling. We're just on our way to find a shelter in this disused farmhouse. Just, you can hear, they're still firing. On the way, we're forced to duck under a tree.
6: Okay, right, there you go.
7: And that was some pretty serious incoming from the Russian side. This was an area they occupied up until six weeks ago, and they really want it back. A Russian drone is circling above. It's now or never. So we sprint to a nearby root cellar that Ukrainian forces have been using for weeks. The shell strikes are now just 50 yards away. With us is Oksana Kozyrenko. Is this normal for this area? By any measure, this is not normal, she says. The Russians are giving us a hard time, but we can tell they're getting weaker. After several more strikes, we're given the order to run back the way we came and to our vehicles, then quickly drive towards safety. Imtiaz Haib, CBS News, on the front line.
0: you do you let true green do your lawn care visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best
1: people guaranteed there is no let up in the outbreak of severe weather have a look at this scary scene in the Texas panhandle. Storm chasers caught this massive tornado last night near the town of Morton. Fortunately, no serious damage or injuries were reported. Tonight, 20 million Americans are under severe thunderstorm watches. A large storm system is moving across the south central U.S. with thunderstorms, heavy rains and flooding. Even more storms and flooding are expected tomorrow. A suspect with a long criminal history who was wanted for the deadly shooting of a man on a New York City subway train turned himself in today. 25-year-old Andrew Abdullah negotiated his surrender through a Brooklyn pastor who showed up at the police station in a Rolls Royce. Police say the murder just before noon on Sunday was unprovoked. The CDC said today they are tracking new suspected cases of monkeypox here in the U.S. Health officials are investigating a likely case of the virus near Seattle, Washington, and another case in Sacramento, California. Other suspected cases have been discovered in New York, Florida, and Utah. A country's only confirmed case, so far, was found in Massachusetts last week. Today, the World Health Organization said there are 131 confirmed cases of monkeypox in 19 countries. We end tonight where we started the broadcast. At least 14 children and one teacher are dead following an elementary school shooting in South Texas. Thursday was supposed to be the final day of school in Ubalde. And is there a more wonderful time than those last days of school when you are a child? And you can almost taste summer on your tongue. The possibility stretches out with days of ice cream at the lake and trips to see faraway relatives, relatives who are now making emergency plans to travel in the opposite direction. Instead of celebrating schools end, now families have had their whole world end, and the community will forever mark time as before today and after. It's a tragedy that should stop us all, but we know it won't stop. There will be another tragedy and another, and the pins on America's map of tragedy will grow. CBS News will bring you President Biden's remarks live at 8.15 Eastern tonight. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm John Dickerson. Good night.